Leafs fam, hockey world, what is going on? This is the Leafs Convo. It's NJ with you. So glad to have you aboard. You picked a great time to jump on the podcast too. Mike Augello and I have plenty to say on one John Tavares. Tavares' watch is in full effect after all. This young man is standing at the gate. Will he show courage and go through it? Come on, JT, make the right decision. Plus, Mike and I will also get into Mike's mailbag. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. And as you hear me say these words... Think of your favorite chips. Do you eat chips? We all eat chips. Even if you don't want to admit it, you eat chips. Think of your favorite chips because Mike and I are going to give you a top five list that we're going to need you to fill out. Mike's ready to go. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. So what do you say? Let's Leafs Combo right now. Here is our friend, the one and only Tavares detective, known as Mike Ajello. Hello, sir. Good morning, Norman. How are you? I am not too bad. I'm just waiting for all of this John Tavares nonsense to conclude, and hopefully it is a favorable conclusion for the Maple Leafs. Well, um, I, I think, and I, I pondered about this yesterday uh, before doing the Puck Talks uh, event up in Toronto, uh, which was mostly Tavares talk for about two hours. Um, whether, you know, one now that all the interviews have been completed, uh, if he's going back to the Islanders, we're probably going to find out today or at the absolute worst tomorrow. If he decides he's going to one of the five teams, I would think he would let the Islanders know and there would be some sort of release to the press that he's not going back to the Islanders. And then the other five teams would have to wait probably until July 1st because they can't make mm-hmm. an announcement until then. So um, we should find out something fairly soon. And if they find if it's something very soon, it's probably going back to Brooklyn. What What do you think is going through his mind right now? He has he has to know that the biggest hockey market in the world is awaiting a decision. And Mm -hmm. the talk about John Tavares is palpable already. And he's not even a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there's still a chance that he will never be a member of the Maple Leafs. Like, what do you think is going through his mind right now? I think he's thinking about, I mean, obviously winning uh, is number one on his list, winning a Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to get money no matter where he goes. He's going to get, you know, close to 80 to a hundred million dollars, depending on, you know, where he goes over the next, you know, seven to eight or nine years. So money, he's going to get paid no matter where Mm -hmm. it's, I think the sort of ancillary things are probably the things at the, at the top of his mind. And Mike Johnson from Sportsnet made a pretty good point yesterday. He says, if you think about, you know, if he if he goes and wins a Stanley Cup in Dallas as a member of the Dallas Stars, you know that's that's an accomplishment, and you know he'll be lauded as a as a member of the Dallas Stars at alumni tournaments and all, all yeah. these things. If he if he wins a Stanley Cup in Toronto, he is set for life. I mean, Doug Gilmore is a legend in, and I and this is my point of view. Doug Gilmore is a legend in Toronto, and he got the team to two conference finals. He didn't even get them to a Stanley Cup. So imagine what the players 
who, and I'm not talking about free drinks at bars. I'm talking about advertising opportunities. I'm talking about being a legend in Toronto. Now, I don't know if he's thinking about that, but I think that has to be in his mind when he makes his decision. But again, I don't think that in and of itself is going to be the swaying factor. I think it's going to be a number of things. And I think Toronto is one of the teams, but there's no guarantee he's going to choose Toronto. This is the Leafs combo, Norman James in London, Ontario, Mike Augello in Buffalo, New York. So you're at Puck Talks in Toronto. That is a big congregation with all of the local hockey bloggers and reporters, people in the know. Did you get any intel there or is their guess as good as yours? Um, It's funny because in hearing Bob McKenzie on TSN yesterday or a couple days ago, say you know and bob mckenzie is the dean of hockey reporters he's the insider ball insiders the master and he basically the master he basically said i don't know what the hell's going on there's nothing coming out so i mean i asked and nobody had any kind of inside info so really caa and Tavares's camp is keeping things very close to the vest and you know we we will see and we will hear when they want us to see and hear Every time you bring up CAA, I think I'm going to make a call because I have a flat tire. It's the, it's the, what is it? What do they call it in the States? What's, what's the AAA? Triple, 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 triple A. a. Yeah. CAA up here. Um, you should see my Twitter inbox. It's, uh, it's pretty nuts. I get a lot of tweets from Leaf fans who are sending me links to reports and um, a lot of like investigative stuff somebody looking on a, a directory of a medical professionals or physiotherapy professionals and trying to identify or show me that John Tavares's fiance is working in a location in Toronto or uh, this house is up for sale or somebody just bought this house. They believe uh, John Tavares made the purchase. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, Mike. It, it really is because we're, because we run this podcast that is, is very, is quite popular and has a, a base we are the center for a lot of this information that is transmitted from, from fan to fan and it usually networks its way through us. And I, I'm, I'm having a blast with this. Clearly, mm. we'd like to see a, a result that is favorable for the Maple Leafs when all is said and done. But I have to remind myself to take a step back and be prepared for that breaking news coming from someone like Bob McKenzie or another insider that, uh, Tavares and the Islanders have agreed to a deal. I, I honestly think that he'll, he'll go to Brooklyn, uh, Long Island, wherever it is, or or Toronto. And I, I will just say on, on John Tavares, I, I honestly, I honestly hope he, I hope that he makes the courageous decision, one that will be rewarded, not only monetarily, but um, he will, he, he'll most likely be decorated. As a, as a Maple Leaf, if he chooses to, to follow that path, you mm-hmm. know, look at Wendell Clark. I mean, the guy scored 300 plus goals. He could have been a better player, could have done more, but, you know, injuries and the, the type of game he played. That man is absolutely revered. And you can imagine what a guy like John Tavares would, um, what kind of response he would get in the years to come. Now, he's thinking of the now. And I, I do hope, though, that he has a, he has a, uh, he's cognizant of the kind of legacy he'll be able to create for himself. Does he want to be another one of these Joe Thorntons who 
uh, or Joe Thornton or another player who will put up tons of stats, make tons of money. And, you know, it's flip flops and, and um, uh, boogie boards and, and, and surfing and great. Or do you want to, do you want to um, show courage and come to the biggest, uh, most hectic, crazy market in the world and help this team end the streak of futility that is, is, you know, so notorious now and, and not just do it to, to never have to buy a beer again, but to do it because it's part of the challenge and, and make it happen. This is where he's at right now. And I, I, I will applaud if he chooses the Leafs, I will applaud the fact that he's going to join a team that goes from contender to serious contender. But I will say mm-hmm. to John Tavares, congratulations, man. Be proud of yourself because we're proud of you for making the courageous decision to join this organization when others have chosen not to. And I'll tell you what, the reward that you will get for, for making the decision to join this team will be plenty and not just monetarily, but I have a feeling that he could be that, that player who brings this team from, you know, two levels away from winning a Stanley cup to one level away. Sorry, Mike. I just, I just, I go on a diatribe and it is what it is. But I, I honestly would, you know, I mean, obviously, as somebody who covers the team, it would be a great story. It would be, you know, something that uh, would <laughs> make covering the team a lot easier because of all the dynamics. But honestly, as, as somebody who's a fan of the game and as somebody who, you know, as a kid loved when trades were made or when players changed from one, one place to the other, I, the, the NHL has gotten a big, a bit stagnant. You yeah. get Stamkos, you know, uh, sort of teasing the idea and then going back to Tampa. And if Tavares goes back to New York, then I, I just want movement. I mean, even if it's not back, even if it's not to Toronto, if it's to San Jose, if it's to Dallas, if it's to Tampa, because it makes the league more interesting. It just, yeah. And honestly, I think that, you know, the, the Islanders have had nine years to take advantage of one of the better players in the NHL and they really haven't done it. And now at yeah. the, at the 11th hour, they're trying to, you know, kowtow to them and say, Oh, we'll do everything better. Well, no, you had your chance go someplace mm-hmm. else and win. And hopefully yeah. for leaf fans, it's Toronto. But listen, we'll here, here, it's another thing too. People, I, I see stuff, uh, people who've never been to Toronto or Americans who don't understand Canada. You have to realize Toronto is one of the freshest cities on the planet. It is one of the best cities anywhere. Like the quality of life. I mean, it's expensive, but it's Toronto. Like it is, this is not a dump. It's not a dump. This is the place. And John Tavares can play for Kyle Dubas, a guy who's around his age, a young, tenacious, a vibrant, inventive, a hungry GM. And I'm going to be honest with you, Mike, Kyle Dubas is, he's been pressed the hell out of me. And I know that he, he is a champion of, of stats and who wouldn't be to help you win. Why not? But he's so much more than that. And well, you're going to play for Mike Babcock. You're going to play with Mitch Marner and, and Austin Matthews and, and, and be in Toronto, a beautiful cosmopolitan, massive city that has just, it's, you think Toronto is what it is today. Where do you find out what it is in 20 years? Like, this is one of the leading cities of the world. This is not a backwater. This is a place where you can come and, and, and you're, you're going to be noticed and people are going to love you and people are going to, you know, you might feel like there's a bit of an intrusion on some of your privacy, but this is not a, you know, a provincial tribal town. 
This is an international alpha cosmopolitan city. And it's his town. And he can come back and be a part of this. Or he can go play for Lou and, and Barry Trotz. And, and, you know, be in the, uh, play in a, a situation where they, you know, don't even have a rink. And I, I don't want to disparage the Islanders because I, I, that's not what I'm about. But at this point right now, it's almost like an arbitration. You have to make your case. And John Tavares has the, all of this. It's right there for him. You can do it, John, and show courage and be rewarded for it. Do it. Well, one of the things that's a fallacy, and this was brought up yesterday, is the fact that, you know, if you come to Toronto, you're going to get swamped. You're going to get, uh, you know, I, I, Mike, Mike Johnson is a former Leaf. Not, he wasn't a star player, but he knows, you know, he's, he knows players who have been in Toronto who are of that level. And he says, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much the fans leave these players alone. They don't bother them at restaurants. It's not something that's totally intrusive all the time. All the time. They know that you know these players are, have families and they want to lead, lead their life or they want to go out and have fun. And Toronto's the capital much, of the game, Mike. Toronto's the right, capital they pr- of the game. Everybody, like, every, this is the capital of the game. You can see like people, interse- the whole entire game, the culture intersects through here. And, and it's not like this is anybody's first rodeo. People understand right. it. And again, that's the, that's the beauty of Toronto. And I, people who don't know about this place, you know, it's, and it's not ours is better than yours, but it's, it's different here, man. And I think this John's home. He understands it. So you're right, Mike. You're right. So, I mean, I think, you know, he, uh, everything will factor in, um, you know, I, 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 I still believe that the, the, the leading contender is, is going back to New York, but uh, you know, yeah, I still sure. think that there's, there, there are possibilities here. And yeah. like I said, the longer, the longer we don't hear the news, the better chance it is that he's not going to go back to New York. This is the Leafs combo. Norman James with Mike Augello. Let me make this point. Okay. I hope the Islanders do well. I hope every team does. I don't disparage other teams to build up my, I'm not, excuse me. I'm not one of those fans. I'm, I'm not in, I don't feel inferior as a Leaf supporter to anyone because I know the Leafs are the biggest team in the game and you can go on all you want. It just, you're not the Maple Leafs. Sorry. You're just not. And the Leafs are we, the streak of futility and the terrible and the, and the jokes. It all comes with it. And I'm not, I wouldn't deny any of it. And I love it. But I, 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 if, if Tavares goes back to the Island, I hope he, that organization takes off. And I hope he does well wherever he goes. And I will not begrudge the man one bit. I would be disappointed that he didn't choose Toronto and, and do something that defied the odds and to rewrite history. But I would never begrudge anybody else. I, I, you know, I'm not one of those fans. I've been around this game for way too long. I've been around sports for way too long to, to be that tribal. And, and it's, just, it's just like, you know, when you see on a comment section and uh, my buddy Fash on uh, in the YouTube comment section will always remind me to not rail on people on Twitter and, you know, to go head to head. And I'm, I'm all for that, but my wife would probably divorce me if I turned into a nasty bastard out here. Um, but, but my point is this though, it's like, you know, you'll see a Habs fan make a comment. Well, the Leafs, the Leafs haven't won in 51 years. They're, you know, first round uh, exits every year for the next several years. They're not ready to contend. That is not true. That is your, blue Blanque rouge glasses blinding you from what is real. And that's the problem with being a fan sometimes is like, imagine Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Both sides think the other side is complete trash. Well, you mm-hmm. as a fan have just closed your mind to what the reality of the situation is. I want the Leafs to beat all of the other teams, but I'm not stupid enough to think that those teams aren't better than my team. 
I, I'm not going to come out and say, well, the Leafs are better than everybody and this and that and this. Because that's just not the truth. There is one truth, though, that nobody can contest. The Leafs are the biggest team in the game and will be for the foreseeable future. There's no reason that they will not be. And John Tavares just pushes the big, the big guy on the block, makes him that much bigger. And my point is, John, be courageous. Do the, do the, the best thing for, for hockey and, and do something amazing for your career. And um, the rest is up to you. Well, the, the one encouraging thing out of this, um, you know, not, not that I had any doubt on it, but um, the Leafs presentation to Tavares, the only inkling that came out was from Darren Drager a couple of days ago and said that the presentation of the Leafs put forward was, was impressive, that, that Tavares and the, his representatives were impressed, which is a far cry from two years ago when basically Steven Stamkos ran out of the, uh, the 40 Bay and call, called Tampa Bay and said, I, I want to resign after <laughs> you know, the, mayor, the mayor of Toronto and the CEO of Canadian Tire. And, you know, they had a parade and everything else. And basically, scared him into going back if, if he ever even wanted to go anyplace else other than Tampa but it was it was professional it was well done and that's that's a testament to to Kyle Dubas he deserves credit for that so if it works it's great and even if it doesn't sure. work it speaks to, to Dubas's quality as a as a young general manager uh do you want to get into ask Mike yes let's do um, it first do you know who Wes Clark is uh, Wes Clark is a former Leaf scout who went to the Florida Panthers uh, a few years ago and is purported to be coming back to the Leafs as part of their scouting uh, 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 collection. He, he's probably going to be their director of scouting or something like that. Interesting. And apparently he has ties to one John, John Tavares. Tavares. Is yes. that just coincidence, Mike? That's uh, yeah, I think it's coincidence. But I mean, if Tavares signs at Toronto, then you'll put we'll put more uh, stock into it. But I think yeah. it's just coincidence. But this this is what I love about Leaf fans and everybody's just so geeked up. It means so much, you know. And it's not so much about we want to take them away from you. People here, and, and you know, the interesting thing is, Mike, you and I come from a generation where it's been futility. We're we're part of that, right? I, I wasn't born when. Um, when the Leafs won the Stanley cup in 67, I, I know you were just ending your first marriage at that point. So Mike, you're that. <laughs> um, so yeah. you, you, yeah, uh, you've crossed over generations, but for a lot of the people we interact with now, millennials, um, you know, they were young when the team was just terrible and now they're into their teens, or early twenties, and they're going to be, a, um, you know, deeply immersed and interested in a team that could go could for the next 10 years be a contender or win Stanley Cups. So the, the dynamic is a bit different here, yet I, because the, the history of this team transcends eras or periods, the, the group of Leaf fans now still feel that they, they, know, they know what their, 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 you know, the, the forebearers have gone through, their predecessors or you know, older fans have gone through. So they understand it and feel it. So that's why, you know, this Tavares thing happening, it's not about just uh, uh, nabbing another big name. It's, it's about bringing in, and, and the reality is, bringing in a number one center to complement a number one center on this team and to, to potentially have the easily the best, well, I mean, you could look at Pittsburgh, but one of the best um, group of players up the middle 
in the league and, you know, adding one more piece uh, in terms of the overall build towards becoming a contender. So I I love it. And, you know, if you're out there uh, at I am sports heart, you want to follow me, I'll follow you back. You want to DM me some of your, these crazy conspiracy theories or, or concepts or ideas you have. I love it. I'm, I'm enjoying this process right now. And I, I hope it lasts for as, for however long it has to last uh, with the, you know, the ultimate conclusion being that John Tavares is um, going to sign with the Maple Leafs. And I, I'd just be so proud of him if he does. So let's get into uh, Mike's mailbag. You ready to rock, Michael? I am ready. All right. So our first question comes from a uh, loyal listener and supporter of the Leafs combo, Rob Tindall at Farmer Rob 17. If Tavares resigns on the island, what does Mike think the Leafs' best options are to fill the third and fourth line center jobs? Try to keep the answers brief, Mike. Sure. Um, well, I think the first thing they'll do is try to re-sign Tyler Bozak because it's a, it's a known commodity. Now, Bozak is going to probably – get offers of four or five years in free agency based on the fact that there are not a lot of centers in this market. But if the Leafs go up to three years, maybe Bozak would resign in Toronto. Um, you know, the, the, the Joe Thornton thing seems to have dried up. It seems he's going back to San Jose. Uh, as Why? for the fourth line set. Yeah. yeah well, so he's well. just as, as for the fourth line center, it sounds like uh, Par Lindholm, the uh, the SHL uh, veteran who they signed a few weeks ago, uh, will will probably be penciled in as the fourth line center. But I'm sure they're going to acquire some depth options. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the first move would be to try to get Bozak back, and if not, then you know then they may get a little inventive and make a trade for somebody who's a maybe a salary dump type of player. But we'll see. have you ever seen the Forty Year Old Virgin that movie? Yes. When yes, Mo, Mo, Mo Collins is sitting across from Steve Carell, she goes, tuck your sack back, tuck your Bozak back. I don't know. Every time you say Bozak back, it sounds like. Anyway, uh, this mm. one from Gary Gambin. We've answered some of his questions in the past. At Gary Gambin, aside from JT, I haven't heard that the Leafs have been talking to any other F- UFAs, including their own. Uh, are they talking to anyone else? So you've addressed Tyler Bozak. And look, I, I like Tyler Bozak. If he's back, I'm not going to cry about it um i'd like to see if there's anybody else out there we've heard the name jeff skinner um linked to at least rumors that he could be a backup plan if the leafs don't land Tavares. you can address mm-hmm. gary's question and if you have anything to say on skinner go for it well i i don't know about skinner because skinner is a winger and he doesn't help them up the yeah, middle yeah, now sure. that would pretend that they that they move nealander to center yeah. but that doesn't seem to be the the, the plan of a babcock i don't think you'd be comfortable with nealander up the middle but i mean if they if they can't get a viable option as a number three they might have to move nealander up the middle um but you know, so I don't think Skinner's a fit, and and Carolina is going to expect to get a good return, like probably a first round pick or a young yeah. player for Skinner, and I don't think the Leafs are interested in that kind of move. So I w- I would say nay mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as as for other free agents, I mean, you got to remember they're keeping. Uh, Dubas has assumed the throne of Lou Lamorello in terms of secrecy. We're not really going to know about any free agents unless it comes from the free agent themselves. You know, I mean, they, they're interested in defensemen. Maybe they'd be in on somebody like Calvin DeHaan, but that's guesswork. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And no, not many people do. All right, Gary, you have to wait and see like the rest of us. Uh, from Carlisle G., Huge supporter of the Leafs combo. Thank you so much at Leaf Forever. Uh, putting aside all the JT talk, what are we doing to improve our D? We've spoken about this. We've discussed it. We've broken it down um, a plenty. Michael, go for it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I said yesterday that the focus really has to be on getting that top four defenseman. But remember, this has been the, the at the top of the Leafs shopping list for two years, and they haven't been able to do it. Now, I don't think they want to overpay for a top four defender. If they get Tavares, then I think, you know, pretty much they're, you know, they may be, they may be limited by their cap to be able to do anything uh, other than just promote from within. Maybe they can get themselves a short-term free agent, but I think if they don't get Tavares, you know, you're going to start hearing the Chris Tan of talk. You're going to start mm-hmm. hearing, you know, I don't know about Eric Carlson. I think that's a, that's a pipe dream, but I think that they'll make a concerted effort to get themselves uh, a, a top four defender. But again, they're not, they don't grow on trees and the prices mm-hmm. are, obscene i talked to somebody from uh vancouver and uh at the draft in dallas and he said that the price that uh that vancouver was looking for for tanev for a guy who's missed 70 games over the last two years uh was exorbitant and that toronto probably wouldn't be interested in paying that price so uh you know it's it's going to be tough for dubis just as it was tough for lamorello to find that four top four defenseman that's been so elusive anytime eric carlson is brought up I, I wonder what, I mean, he's just as dynamic as he gets on the blue line, but you put him on the least blue line, you're going to score even more, but have you addressed your defensive situation at all? Uh, real quick on no. that and then we'll continue. No, exactly. And that's the point here. We're, we're looking for, for, I mean, bring back Dmitry Uskevich for goodness sakes. I mean, that's the kind, that's, that's who we're kind of, that's, that's the kind of player that you, you're, you're looking for to, uh, to offspell, some of the, um, you know, the, the deficiencies that Jake Gardner has on the defensive end, and you let him go and be, you know, the creative maestro, the quarterback of the power play, a guy who can pinch a little bit and take some chances, and then you know that you have uh, your, your D partner um, flanking or on the other side, you know, hel- helping you take these risks and keeping things cool at home. Well, Carlson's a poster child for the philosophy of the best defense is a good offense. So, yeah. but we've seen that hasn't worked with Gardner because you know he's very good offensively. But when it's time to go into your zone, then it's uh, panic time. So uh-huh. I, again, I, plus I think Ottawa would ask for much more from Toronto than any other team. So it's it's a non-starter for me. Jeremy Scott, what would you do with Jake Gardner for this upcoming season? Do you move him? Get someone to play uh, with him? Uh, let him continue his screw ups or banish him to the island. I, we've, we've, I don't think we've, other than Tavares, I, I don't know if there's a player we've talked about more and discussed and debated more. We like Jake Gardner. And if he's back, great. He's probably going to put up another 50 points. He's, he's, he skates like the wind. He's going to, he's, he's nifty with the puck. Um, he'll, he'll make you pull your hair out. So, I mean, what, what do we say about Jake Gardner at this point that hasn't been said already? Well, the, the talk at, at, in Dallas was that Kyle Dubas had touched base with Paprisan, who obviously is the agent for Tavares, but that he was talking about parameters for a potential Gardner extension to find out what mm-hmm. he would want mm-hmm. because he can be signed to an extension on July 1st. Mm-hmm. Based on that, if the amount is reasonable, then you know it's likely that the Leafs would try to sign him to an extension. But if he's looking, and this is the thing we have to remember, Next next year, supposedly Carlson, Dowdy, McDonough, not not Ekman Larson anymore. They're all UFAs. 
But as the year goes on, these guys may drop off. The number one free agent in terms of defensemen could be Jake Gardner next year. And if that's yeah. the case, it's the same scenario as JVR, who's going to get six to six and a half million on a seven year deal. If I'm Dubas, I'm saying, okay, if I can't get him on a reasonable contract, then I either now or before the deadline, I'm trading him because I can't let this guy walk for nothing. Interesting, though. What are you going to get for Jake Gardner? Um, clearly, the, the team that is acquiring him um, will know that it's a, a good time, not a long time, and will want to uh, reimburse the Maple Leafs accordingly, or they'd want some sort of security that a, a guy like this would commit to their program long term. So that's, that's kind of where they are right now, and that's why I do understand the exploration of an extension for, for Jake Gardner. Heck, um, you know, you're, you're not going to find too many uh, puck rushers from the blue line who can do what he does with the, the velocity that he skates at. So, you know, maybe keep, keep him in the fold and, and go and try to find him some help. And I, I want to ask you, we never talk about Morgan Riley as any sort of trade bait. Now, I, I, again, I'm, I'll yeah. admit I'm not a big uh, expert on uh, the contracts and all kinds of stuff like that. I look at the player um, and I should probably uh, do a little bit more, um, you know, incorporate the player's contractual situation a little bit more into my thought of that player. But Morgan Riley, um, is, is he a guy that the Maple Leafs might say, look, he, he's great. He's probably get a lot of attention uh, on a, in a uh, you know, what, putting him out there for trade. If we put him up on the Bolton board, would they, would they consider keeping Jake Gardner and, and letting, uh, not letting Morgan Riley go, but using Morgan Riley to, um, lure in some 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 talent to help Jake Gardner's blue line now. No, I I, I think that's a complete non-starter. I mean, first of all, okay. Riley is on a, a great contract, okay. five million bucks. I think it's another four years, um, and you know he's grown into I think definitely a top two pairing, a top two defenseman. Mm-hmm. Maybe not be maybe he's not a number one, but he's definitely a number two. So I I, I don't you know I think he's growing into the player that they thought he was going to be, and I, I think there's no interest. Uh, in the organization and moving him. But I'll tell you, with, with Gardner, I, I floated this idea with a, a Winnipeg uh, a reporter that uh, works for Hockey Buzz. You know, the, the Winnipeg Jets need left-hand shot defensemen and have an overabundance of right-handed shot defensemen. How about Tyler Myers one-for-one one for Jake Gardner? It would solve both teams' problems. I don't Ooh. think it's – it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying I've heard any rumors about it, but – well, if you're looking at the needs of both teams, and I think you know the, the the Jets might have a better chance of signing Gardner to an extension because you know Winnipeg is relatively close to his home in Minnesota. So I I, I that if if that happened, I wouldn't be knocked over by it. Is Tyler Myers a poor man's Zdeno Chara? He's not. No, he's he's just Boy. big and he's a big, lanky offensive defenseman. But he's also, you know, he's incorporated a little physicality into his game. But he's not. He doesn't have the mean streak that Chara does. Chara is one of the great defensemen, intimidating. But every time I think of Zdeno Chara, I think of Darcy Tucker flattening him. <laughs> little Darcy Tucker just rocking his world. Amazing. Last question for you from uh, Ryan Bubba Tyrell. NJ, can we make Mike an honorary Canadian July 1st? Maybe send him some beaver tails and ketchup chips. He li- I love you, Bubba, but Mike's on the, he lives on the border. I mean, uh, 
Buffalo's practically Canadian anyway. Yeah. Uh, great work, guys. Longtime subscriber, first time tweeter. Yeah, Mike, you are an honorary Canadian. Yeah, I'm, I'm eight more. I'm eight miles from the border, so yeah, I, I consider myself uh, almost uh, almost half Canadian, half American. I had to hate to have to yeah. say though, in response to that, I hate ketchup chips. I'm a dill, I'm, oh. I'm a dill pickle chip guy, which yes, that, that they're so much better, Mike. Mike, I dill dill pickle. You know what's funny? My wife and I actually have a ranking, a chip ranking, and the number one chips for me are Miss Vicky's sea salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. The number one chip, just for the overall crunchiness, bite, del- just delicious. Dill pickle chips are right up there too. Yep. Oh, and I've never been a ketchup chip no. guy ever, but my wife loves them. And Gross. you know, one time I was, you know, we're we're low on chips, and I just start eating, and I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. They've got that. There's a salty taste and a kind of a sweet taste. And I wouldn't rank them on the top five, but I don't mind them now. And part of it is because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm thinking of my long-term uh, longevity here as, as a husband to my wife. So I'm going to comply with, with things that she likes and, and try to like them myself, but they're not as bad as I thought they were. However, dill pickle chips, man, back in the day, the hostess bags, they weren't that like that foily stuff. Now it was more of a thicker paper and you'd rip them open yes. and then you get your honeymoon sweet card from the, you know, the little hostess uh, contest they'd have. And then you'd be licking all the, the dill pickled chip stuff. And all these millennials are listening to us right now going, what the hell are you yeah. dudes talking old, about? Old, old Dutch, old Dutch uh, dill pickle chips. Ooh. And they were, and they don't make them anymore. Now it's, now they do the creamy dill, which is not as good, but I have to say Can- no. Canadian potato chips are better than American potato chips for one reason. They're saltier for some reason. I don't know whether, you know, your version of the food and drug administration has different, different <laughs> limits on salt, but yeah. Yeah. The, salt, the Canadian chips are so much saltier and so much better than the American chips. Come on, Canada's a nanny state. Remember, it's Kanakistan, as Pat Buchanan called it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's because we, it's because we all smoke uh, Export A Green and we have no taste buds left, ah. and, and the beer. So that's why they need to to uh, up up the salt content. But yeah, you know what, folks. Send send us through the comments section or uh, on Twitter. What are your top five chips? My my number one chip is the Miss Vicky kettle cooked um, salt sea salt and vinegar. That's number one. And you have to think of not just what what you you know your favorite taste, but if you had to have one bag, you know one type of chips to eat for a month every day, what would it be? I mean, heck, you know we've it's we'll call it Chip Watch. Uh, <laughs> Tavares watch is in a full effect. Um, who knows what the heck happens, Mike? I mean, we can I can make a prediction that is sad sap, but keeping my fingers crossed that. Um, ultimately, he comes to Toronto. I'd like to think JT understands what he is on the on the cusp of right here, and it's a, an amazing thing. It's a courageous thing. It's a, a rewarding thing. It could it could be he could be decorated beyond belief. And really, I mean, Toronto's a madhouse, but it's home. And I, I really do hope that um, he defies the odds, rewrites history, comes and joins a team that he is going to make so much better. And I just go play some. Fun, amazing, scintillating, effervescent hockey. Leaf fans have been waiting so long for this. It is our time, Michael. We got to go. Thanks, Norman. Thanks again for submitting your Leafs questions to us. Hope we could help. Tavara's watch continues. By the next time we pod, we may have a decision. This young man... Is going back to the island or to Dallas or to San Jose or to Boston 
or to Toronto, we can hope that it is the latter. Check out bonfire.com slash TLC dash gear. We have a few shirts left, just like four days remaining in the campaign to buy one 20 bucks plus shipping. Go ahead and do it. Be a part of the TLC OG. For Mike Agello, I'm Norman James. Thanks so much for listening and supporting the Leafs Combo. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.